For the end of the world. <laughs> this is your community spirit. The show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is your community spirits, uh, WDBX 91.1 FM. That song you just heard was by uh, S.J. Tucker. It's called Hymn to Hearn. It's a good way to start out a spring morning, in my opinion. And uh, you're also you're listening to Community Radio, WDBX Carbondale, uh, 91.1 FM. We're 
in the midst of our pledge drive. We're actually at the tail end of our pledge drive. So if you like this station, if you'd like to keep this station on the air, all the diverse amount of DJs and different music shows and talk shows and all sorts of amazing things on this station. If you'd like to keep us on the air, the number is 457-3691. That's 457-FM91. So, uh, as you may have noticed, if you're a regular listener, I am not, in fact, Orbeck. Uh, he is off on a solar adventure, teaching people the, the, the power of solar energy, uh, teaching people how to install the power of solar energy, I believe. But we've got plenty of uh, happenings and news and holidays and such while he's away, so we'll get to those after a little bit more music. The Superman theme is a peppy way to start any morning, if you ask me. All right, let's see what we've got on the schedule, the schedule for today. Today is the 127th day of the year. Wow, time flies when you're having fun, eh? There are 238 days left in the year. Some of the holidays coming up today and in the near future. We have today, No Pants Day. Now, I've... I've decided not to celebrate No Pants Day, at least not while I'm out around in public, but just so you know, it's No Pants Day. It's uh, the birthday of Tchaikovsky, the composer, Peter Tchaikovsky. Saturday is a lot of holidays. We'll mention a few of them. International Migratory Bird Day, uh, the Letter Carrier Stamp Out Hunger Food Drive, which they have more information about on the uh, U.S. Postal Service website. Uh, it's also Military Spouse Appreciation Day, Mother Ocean Day, National Babysitter's Day, National Train Day, No Socks Day, Stay Up All Nights. Well, some of us do that more often than we should. <laughs> uh, let's see. World Fair Trade Day and also World Red Cross Day. And it's National Windmill Day in the Netherlands. So lots of things going on on Saturday. On Sunday, this is a very important one of those for you, those of you who uh, are human beings and have mothers. Uh, Mother's Day is coming up this Sunday. If you've forgotten, now is your chance to suddenly remember and realize that you need to send a card or send a phone call to your mother. She's still with us. So, Sunday, let's see. Sunday is also Rural Life, Rural Life Sunday or Soil Stewardship Sunday. So, you know, the soil is, uh, in a metaphorical sense, our mother, because it provides uh, all of the, uh, you know, the food and fruit and such available for life. 
So Sunday is also a day to celebrate soil stewardship. All right, and Monday is World Lupus Day, the birthday of Fred Astaire. So a couple things going on Monday there. Tuesday is Eat What You Want Day. Now, for me, that's just about every day. I mean, within my budgetary constraints, but I generally eat what I want. It's also admission day for Minnesota. It's when we admitted that Minnesota was uh, part of the U.S. <laughs> it's a uh, birthday of Irving Berlin, the songwriter, and also the birthday of Salvador Dali, the artist. So we can get some interesting music and art combinations out of that shared birthday. <laughs> Coming up on Wednesday... Uh, donate a day's wages to Charity Day. It's a uh, Limerick Day. It's National Night Shift Workers Day. National Receptionist Day. National School Nurse Day. And the National Third Shift Workers Day, which is kind of like Night Shift Workers Day. A little bit. Birthday of Catherine Hepburn. Oh, look at that. And finally, uh, let's see, Thursday we've got Library Legislative Day. And the birthday of Mary Wells, the singer... And Stevie Wonder, the singer. So a very musical week coming up. mentioned some interesting holidays let's get to some local happenings what, what local happenings what goings on do we have in the community uh, first one here is international coffee hour happens every friday from 3 to 5 p.m including today at the northwest annex building b you can mix with siu students from all over the world and be a part of the international community We also have, coming up today, Rice and Spice International Slow Food Dinner. It's coming up tonight at 6 p.m. at the Gaia House Interfaith Center. That's located at 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. They're over there uh, tonight, 6 p.m., they're celebrating Cinco de Mayo. Uh, it's actually uh, a little bit after Cinco de Mayo, but this was the first Friday, the closest Friday. So today they celebrate Cinco de Mayo. They're cooking Mexican food with Juan and Jackie. All are welcome to come to bring their own ingredients and to enjoy the cooking and eating with them. So good times at the Guy House Interfaith Center, 913 South Illinois, in Carbondale. Other happenings. Uh, we have another happening for tonight. Food fight. 
the Barn Screening and Acoustic Jam. I was excited about hearing about this and excited I'm going to be able to go. This event is a live musical jam, a picnic, and an outdoor film screening in a rural setting. It happens tonight uh, as FoodWorks continues their Film Spring series. The film is called Food Fight. Uh, this film will be projected against an old barn, drive-in movie style, in a picturesque setting a few miles north of Pomona, right off Highway 127. So the film's premise challenges the conventional ways of thinking about the nation's food sim- system, and it presents a higher quality, healthier, and tasty alternative to the way many of us eat. So in addition to the screening itself, there's going to be live music out there with uh, Devon and Friends and members of the Jug Dealers. So uh, you can also, if you're a musician, you can also feel free to bring an instrument as anyone is invited to join in the pre-film acoustic jam, which gets underway at 7 p.m. So 7 p.m. for the acoustic music. The film itself will start at dusk. Now, this is, a, this is an outdoor setting, so this is part of the excitement of an outdoor setting, is you wait around till around dusk for optimum visibility. So it's about 8.15 or so that dusk is happening these days. Uh, so film is 73 minutes long. This should be an exciting evening. It's got music, it's got a film, it's got educational and inspirational stuff going on. And it's, I mean, how often are you going to get to see a film projected on the side of the barn? Now, for the suggested donation for showing up is $7. In the event of rain, the show will be postponed until a later time. I know there's been talk of rain, but I don't know if they will be specifically at that time. So we shall see. Uh, if you want to find out exactly where the film is being shown and to get on the guest list, they, they would like you to call for the information on directions and so that they know you're coming by. You can give them a call at 217-840-3057. And that should be a good time. Another happening today. Today is a busy day. An exciting day. And the other happening today is Black and Blue Derby Prom. The Southern Illinois Roller Girls invite you to be a part of the first annual benefit of their 2010 season. The SIRG Black and Blue Prom will be held at Trace Ombres uh, tonight, featuring art, music, black eyes, and bruises. There will be a silent art auction, live art by Justin Rosenfield, Music from the Black 40s, Parlor, and DJ Phil Garcia, formerly of the Skinny Dips. They encourage prom attire, uh, either bedraggled or beautiful, and they will discount your cover charge if you actually look like you're going to a prom. <laughs> so uh, that's coming up uh, tonight at uh, Trace Ombres at 10 p.m. Uh, it's obviously 19 plus since considering the venue. Uh, $6 cover unless you're in prom attire. So that should be that should be fun. I actually got to see the uh, Southern Illinois Roller Girls at one of their bouts recently, and it's a, it's fun to see the sport coming to Southern Illinois.
All right. That's, that's all the Friday happenings, but we do have a couple for Saturday. The Vigil for Peace uh, is Saturday at noon at the Town Square Pavilion in Carbondale. That's at the corner of Maine and Illinois in Carbondale, right by that, that big wooden pavilion on the Town Square. Also uh, tomorrow morning uh, from 8 to noon is the Farmer's Market. Uh, that's over at the West Town Mall in the parking lot over there on the west side of town. It's exciting. They've got all the local local produce, local veggies. They've also got some arts and crafts. They've also got a lot of community members out there. So you can go out there, get some fresh uh, veggies, fresh produce, uh, browse the arts and crafts, uh, meet some of your friends from around Carbondale. It's a good time. You can go to that from 8 to noon, and then at noon you can go over to the Town Square Pavilion for the Vigil for Peace. Good way to start off a Saturday morning. So those are our happenings for this week. Uh, if we, if you have any other happenings to send our way, you can email them to me. My email address is treesong at treesong.org. You can also send them to the show address, which is checked by Orbeck. Uh, the that address is info at yourcommunityspirit.org. And he's out of town at the moment, but when he's out of town, he sends stuff my way from that email address. So either way, it will help your show get on the air. And now let's let's move onward to the news. We do have some news stories today, uh, for good or for ill. <laughs> There's uh, always a lot going on in environmental news, and uh, this week has been no exception. Now I'd like to talk a little bit about a story that is not entirely new, but we keep getting more unfortunate details about it as it unfolds. The story is called Spin in the Game. With golf spill facts in short supply, spin takes center stage. For all the fire hose coverage of the Gulf of Mexico oil spill, it's a story with startlingly few known facts. We don't know how much oil has actually spilled. We don't know where or when it will hit land. We don't know exactly what is in the chemical dispersants being used to break up the slick on the surface or what they are doing to life under the sea. We don't even know what caused the explosion that created this mess in the first place. In situations like this, for politicians, business execs, and the media, there is only one course of action. Don't sweat reality. Embrace perception. So welcome to Spinapalooza 2010. They've been doing a lot of spinning on this story. The headline act, of course, is BP. Much has been made in recent days about all the money it and its employees have dropped into political campaigns. Now, the Washington Post's Dan Egan offers a glimpse how hard the oil behemoth is working Washington. Not only has BP spent nearly $20 million on lobbying since January 2009, but also now has a stable of lobbyists that, quote, read like a who's who of the profession. So, uh, I mean, this, this is one of the aspects of this crisis that frustrates me is, you know, BP has this negligence that they 
Uh, they allow this accident to happen, and they don't respond to it properly. But then they get to do all this media spin and be like, oh, this isn't our fault. We're doing everything we can to clean it up. And since we still don't have all the details of what exactly is going on, sadly, some people are just listening to BP. Hopefully people will take what they have to say with a grain of salt, though. Some more info on this bill here. More spillover. Pundits speak. Oil spill makes climate bill less likely. The political fallout from the BP oil leak is proving just as difficult to measure as the ecological and economic damage. But three political bloggers who have been paying attention to the fight for clean energy legislation say the odds of a bill passing in the Senate are lower than ever. Uh, Bradford Plummer asks... Could the oil spill make an energy bill less likely? And essentially answers with a yes. In the old order of things, offshore drilling was the giveaway to Senate Republicans that would get enough of them to support a comprehensive climate energy bill. Uh, Plumer explains, quote, True new drilling might upset the liberal Dems, the thinking went, but surely they'd yield if it was the price ne- that was needed to be paid on a cap on carbon emissions and clean energy investments. So obviously this strategy isn't going to work anymore because we're all uh, we're all a bit unhappy with oil drilling off the ocean right now, considering the fact that it's spewing hundreds of thousands of gallons of oil into the ocean a day because of this accident. So yeah, the other bloggers make a similar comment about that the offshore drilling carrot for Republicans is probably a fatal blow for the bill this year because they can't dangle that carrot in front of them anymore. And we'll have one more story related to this one, and then we'll get on to another topic. Bad medicine. Chemical dispersants being used in golf cleanup are potentially toxic. So we finally know, we just found out very recently, the main two dispersants that BP and the U.S. government are using to treat the ongoing gulf spill. Both of these, by their maker's own admissions, have the, quote, potential to bioconcentrate, or bioconcentrate, excuse me, and both have, quote, moderate toxicity in the early life stages of fish, crustaceans, and mollusks, according to a study by Exxon, the company that originally developed these chemicals. Their use may be the least bad course, given the importance of minimizing oil's effect on coastal wetlands, but a little digging into the chemical makeup of these two substances, which are now being dumped in vast quantities into the Gulf, reveals that they could potentially do far more harm than good, both to the Gulf and to humans who later eat from it. Now, if you're not familiar what bioconcentration is, it's when 
you know, a a chemical is released into the environment and a, a plant or a small creature eats it and then a bigger creature eats it and then a bigger creature eats that creature and you end up with many times the original concentration of the substance uh, in the end consumer, which in this case the end consumer might be human beings or it might be big fish. Either way, these if these if these chemicals are toxic in small doses and they bioconcentrate, this spells bad news for living things. And there, there are a lot of living things. Well, I suppose there were a lot of living things in the Gulf of Mexico, so use of this chemical may, may have equal concerns to the, the original incident itself. And we do have one story on a uh, entirely unrelated topic. It's actually an interesting topic because we're just discussing recently the fact that uh, cell phone use has led to um, the decrease in the amount of public payphones and such, uh, at least here in the U.S. So a lot of those payphones have already been ripped out. But in some countries, they're still out there and still being used by some people, but companies are debating what to do with these things because they're just sitting out there, probably getting decreasing usage, uh, so what do we do with those? And here's a story about that. Good call. Telecom Austria, Austria turns phone boxes into car recharging stations. If you've run out of juice for your envir- environmentally friendly electric car, a recharge may be only a phone call away, literally, under a new scheme unveiled by Telecom Austria on Tuesday. The telecommunications company has decided to turn its public telephone boxes which are in danger of becoming obsolete anyway, thanks to mobile phones, into battery recharging stations for electric cars. Admittedly, the scheme is still in its infancy. There are just 223 electric cars currently registered in Austria, plus 3,559 hybrids, from a total of 4.36 million cars on Austrian roads. But the Austrian Motor Vehicle Association uh, is predicting that the number will rise by 405,000 by 2020. I like I like this plan because it includes, you know, something that's already there that's becoming obsolete, and they're trying to turn it into something to use for renewable energy. I I know we've already ripped out a lot of our public phones here in the U.S., and we probably never had quite the same uh, public phone stations that they have in some other countries. But um, it gives us food for thought. Like, you know, maybe you could have charging stations at ATMs, or maybe you could have charging stations at some other device that's already existing. So exciting, innovative thinking. Uh, Hopefully we'll get thinking along those lines here in the U.S. about electric vehicles and renewable energy. So this has been an exciting and hopefully informative Your Community Spirit. Um, Treesong at treesong.org is the email to send things to if you want them to come on the show. Also, if you want to pledge to the station so that the station continues existing, you can give us a call at 457-3691. That's 457-FM91.